Welcome, Phoenix fans, to Season 2, Episode 2 of The Burning Bird. I'm Steve Leinert, the color commentary for the Phoenix on AUDL.TV. I'm joined by my regular partner in crime, Alexander Shaggy Shregis. Shaggy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. I've I almost called you myself... Alexander. Well, occupied. <laughs> oh, Alexander's my given name. Not too unreasonable. It wouldn't have been an insult. It would have just been weird to call you Alexander for the first time instead of Shaggy for the undertime. Uh, it would be the first time in a long time anyone's called me Alexander. I cannot remember that ever happening. Okay. So you're right. Thank you for avoiding that that circumstance. All right. Well, and a little bit of breaking news on the Burning Bird. We, we've reached out to Harvish. And we're going to see if he can rejoin us possibly in the, in the, in the short near future uh, here on the Burning Bird so we can get our mojo back together, the three of us, and uh, perhaps uh, get this ball rolling again because we are, we are missing Harvish without question. But uh, we're going to be joined later on to uh, talk about a myriad of AUDL subjects, what a difference a week makes. We're going to be joined by the president of operations for the Phoenix, Mike Arcata. Um, in, in a little bit, but right now, Shag, they've they've shut down the season. Well, they haven't shut down the season. That's wrong. They've delayed the season, the start of the season in the AUDL due to the coronavirus. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm in shock. I don't think I, you certainly have at least a couple years on me, but there's no there's nothing for me to fall back on here. I've never seen sports shut down like this. I always figured that in a time of crisis, I'd have sports to distract myself, and now I'm stuck at home when all I can think about is sports and Frisbee, and I can't do anything. It's not on. None of it's going to be on. So it's pretty surprising. I don't think I was ever mentally prepared for this. Uh, a week ago, this was an unfathomable uh, thought. I mean, if you would have said not only is the AUDL delaying the start of its season in in March for April games, but the NBA, the NHL, the MLS – I mean, everything is uh, like all Philadelphia area Disc Alliance leagues have, have ceased. This has gotten real, really fast. And the food on the shelves are gone now. I mean, it's not just toilet paper and hand sanitizer when people started the an early panic. And by the way, those people look like geniuses now that they, yeah. have, they stocked up on all that stuff. And uh, But by the way, did you hear about a Vancouver couple? That's, they bought $70,000 worth of um, hand sanitizer, and they're selling it on Amazon at four times at what they bought it, and people are buying it. Did it's you hear the end of that story? No, no, I didn't. They got pulled off of Amazon for price gouging. Also, the people buying toilet paper, I don't think they look like geniuses. I think they look like uh, they're off their rocker. You know, just take a shower. We're not going to run out of water. Why do you need to buy so much toilet paper? And I'm And now, Steve, what you told me today was, I think, bigger news which is that you were finally able to get your hands on some meat. Yes, I can make some, I, I make a mean meatball and I had to go to Acme today. It was the, it was the, it was my fourth trip to Acme looking for some ground beef to make my meatballs, man. I mean, what am I going to do, dude? I mean, if I'm going to be quarantined, I'll be gosh darned if I'm not going to have myself at least a couple meatballs on hand to get me through the, uh, the time that I'm going to be stuck in the house. Yeah, of course. I can't even imagine you without some meatballs in your hands. So, Steve, let's talk. Uh, well, we'll leave that aside for the president of operations to talk about. And let's get to 
you know, some let's talk Phoenix. I haven't talked Phoenix in so long. I'm so excited. Last week we talked DC. This week we're talking Philly, right? Yes, we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Phoenix this week on the Philadelphia Phoenix's podcast, The Burning Bird. It's overdue. No question about it. Okay, so what what is your topic du jour? What's on the top of Shaggy's mind when it comes to the Phoenix? Well, the thing that I am most interested in, ah, okay, now that I said that, there's something else that I'm more interested in. But I'll start with the offense had a little bit of turnover, um, right? There's no more Billy Sickles, no more Ethan Forden, and some of the replacements there seem really obvious. We're pretty sure that Alex Thorne is going to step right into that center handler role and sort of be the uh, general of the offense from that perspective. But I think that there is room for one or two guys on this roster to cement themselves as that seventh starter, six or seventh starter on the offensive line. And I don't know who that's going to be. And I'm really curious to see either in practice or, you know, when we finally have games, who the Phoenix are picking for that role. It's really interesting. That was one thing. And the other thing is a lot of the retooling has gone into these like rangy, fast defenders who love to throw big throws. And it's cool to have a D-line that is super excited to just chuck the disc when they have it. So I'm pretty, I'm really excited to watch the D-line, and I'm very curious about the the offense. All right, these are things that we're going to have to bring Mike Arcata in to talk about a little bit here. I mean, uh, first off, it's going to be tough to watch him at practice if there is no practice. You know, we'll have to ask him about that. They have they have canceled practices apparently um, officially. I mean, I, I don't know if there's some unofficial uh, stuff that we we can break here on the Burning Bird, but that would be pretty cool. I'm sure people are going to be looking for any activity to to watch. And, and and hey, Shag, you know what, man? I think you are personally missing an opportunity here, man. Okay, you know how the Phoenix, you always say the Phoenix need like a niche or something. Like perhaps they need like a point shaving scandal, you know, to to put their name out there in the mainstream media, like ultimate frisbee team with the with the point shaving scandal. I mean if what if blowing my cover, Steve. What if what if the what if the Phoenix what if the Phoenix are well you're the one that said you you, you like watching me with meatballs in my hands. So what do you what do like I mean like dude what if the Phoenix just they decided to play through the coronavirus and they they were the one team and, and said and the AUDL was the one league that said, you know what, hey, I'm going to do I'm going to play anyway. Look, I don't think Philly uh, Philly rewards that in the long run. Right. When Dallas decided to play through the draft, when the players went on strike because of the draft and Dallas decided to play, we still hate Dallas because of that. And that's the only reason that Philadelphia hates Dallas. So. I don't you know. Stri- if, you mean the strike, not the draft. Right. So I don't know if uh, it is recommended. Also, who would we play? Like, we can't just play each other. So you recommend, you recommend, you recommend point shaving scandals, but you don't recommend playing through a virus that pretty much doesn't really affect people that are, that are in the age group that are on the Phoenix. I don't think that we're, there's anything to gain. Are you talking about practicing or playing? I mean, we're, are we going to drive to practicing. Pittsburgh and oh, no, sure, practice. well they could go. Yeah, they could go to field and throw and a disc around. Scrim- sure, do that. <laughs> that sounds fun. No, but they can have a scrimmage and people can come watch the scrimmage. I don't know if that's going to drum up the same sort of publicity that a point shaving scandal would. I don't know, man. I mean, if you get people coming out to watch during a coronavirus when people are during the coronavirus when people are recommended to stay home. You never know, my man. I mean, that might be that might be the thing that draws more fans to the Phoenix in the future. 
Maybe if we live streamed it, like we film it and put it up on the internet, we're just like, undisclosed Frisbee team plays an undisclosed location, but like the Phoenix logo is on, it's like right on the top. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, this is an idea that, that we're missing out on here. I mean, uh, that doesn't necessarily need to be, yo, you don't think, like you think you're starving for sports now. You think you're starving for sports now. Just give it another week when you're sitting there, when you watched all all like nine Star Wars movies in a row or or The Hobbit or whatever the hell you watch over there. I mean, like, you know, the Lord of the Rings or are you a Harry Potter guy? You look like uh, a Harry Potter guy. Maybe the books, not the movies so much, but you nailed it. The nine Harry Harry Star Wars is in the Lords of and the Hobbits. You got it. You nailed it. That's all <laughs> I'm doing now, right now. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we're going to take a little little break here on the Burning Bird. And when we come back, we're going to welcome in Mike Arcata, the president of operations of the Philadelphia Phoenix. For Alexander Shaggy Shragas, I'm Steve Liner. We'll be right back. Head on over to AUDL.TV and pick yourself up a subscription to watch all of the AUDL games throughout the season, including your Philadelphia Phoenix. Watch your Philadelphia Phoenix take on the Boston Glory on Wednesday, July 1st on Fox Sports 2. All right, Phoenix fans, welcome back to the Burning Burn. I'm Steve Leiner, along with Alexander Shragas, and we're joined by the Director of Operations, Mike Arcada. Mike, thanks for coming on the Burning Bird. Thanks for having me, guys. So you, the mandate came down from the AUDL this week, delaying the season due to the coronavirus. What was your initial thoughts, and what are the Phoenix, uh, what pre- what precautions are they taking right now, and uh, what's the status of the team? Yeah, so it was determined that games currently scheduled for April for the entire league uh, would be rescheduled to later in the season into pretty much existing bye weeks. Um, so we're working on that rescheduling right now, but yeah, that, that delay was put in place, uh, in an abundance for, uh, health and safety of players and fans. Currently we're, we're seeing, um, a lot of sports leagues close at, or, or suspend, um, their seasons or operations. And we're hoping that in the, um, intervening time between now and, and April that, you know, of course, the course of the the virus and its spread are, um, you know, dampened and and changed and people get healthier. Um, but, you know, in, in caution of it kind of continuing to stay the same or getting worse. Um, I think it was the best move to, to delay those, those April games and, you know, give some more time for our entire country to address this problem. And then, um, you know, just make sure we're doing what's, good for for fans and for players um so pretty happy with with the league's decision there and then um for the phoenix locally uh you know we are just following the the local health department guidelines and the cdc guidelines um currently those do not necessarily affect our team for our types of gatherings they're you know small gatherings and um outdoor spaces but we have had our practice facilities canceled because they're held at uh, public school fields that are in school districts that have closed down. So for the time being, um, we're kind of not practicing by default. And the, the team has been communicating on holding smaller team workouts outdoors 
Um, but you know, also in uh, in following the state guidelines, we've asked our players not to uh, work out in gyms anymore because that's also been a recommendation by um, Governor Wolf to avoid gyms and malls and and movie theaters and that sort of thing. So we're we're making adjustments as we go, and we're following the um, like I said, the the local health department guidelines on a, on a day to day basis is changing really quickly, um, even over the past couple of days. But uh, we're 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 making do, and you know keeping keeping spirits up, and hoping that it, the the virus can be dealt with in a in a quick manner here in this in the United States. How can you uh, how how is the Phoenix using this downtime to their advantage? Like what are what are some things that you guys are doing to uh, right now? I know you mentioned the uh, smaller individual workouts, but uh, and there's smaller gatherings going on, but. What can you do? Like, when, what can you do when you when you can't get out there and play, like full scrimmages, and you can't practice, and you can't run drills? Like, what? And what when you're when you're this limited? What can you do to get yourself ready for the season? I mean, definitely physical fitness and um, and, and and endurance and those kind of things. There's there's plenty that a, a player can work on to improve, even under a two to three to four week. Um, period when you know practices might be on hold or or um, sparsely held um, or held in smaller groups. So we're definitely encouraging players to work on their fitness, keep in shape, improve their 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 fitness level, um, and then as as a team, yeah, you're you're missing out on those live um, reps as a group to like learn how players are playing to learn and implement offensive and defensive systems. Um, but it's, you know, it's not all bad. It's not all lost time. Um, and it's, it's definitely giving our coaches and our staff kind of a, a moment to take a step back, breathe. You know, we have now an extra four weeks of lead time to our stadium or sorry, to our, to our season. So, you know, you can almost go back to square one and say, all right, how have we done over the past couple of weeks? And leading up to the season, what can be adjusted um, in our approach to, to the team, and how do we make the best possible team moving forward? So it's it's good and bad from a team perspective. All right, and uh, you know, I mean, this is just talking about this virus does get old kind of quick. I mean, uh, <laughs> it seems to be a topic on everybody's mind all the time, everywhere yeah. you look. I mean, uh, Shaggy was right earlier in the in the uh, in the podcast that hey man, let's let's start talking a little bit more about the Phoenix and stuff like that and about the team and everything. And this is a perfect opportunity for, for us to ask, like, uh, like what, what new players are you excited about the most that are, that are on the team this year? Like who's opened your eyes a little bit more or raised an eyebrow and said, uh, this is going to, this guy's going to be a, a lot of fun to play with this year. Oh man. Um, a lot of new guys that we're excited about. I don't know that there's, Anybody on, on the team that I'm not excited about, um, right. you know, we've we've continued. I feel like as a, as a team and an organization to capture the attention of the highest level male players in the area, and we're continuing to add to that that group on our roster. So it's it's um, it's looking like a great team. Um, a couple off the top of my head, um, Alex Thorne has been awesome, and I know that's kind of a a pretty well known quantity in the area um that he is uh you know a, a well-established player who's done really great things on lots of levels of the sport 
over his uh, playing career. Um, some younger players that maybe are not as well known. Um, Nate Little um, of uh, SLA High School in Philadelphia has been looking really good at practices. He's in phenomenal shape and a really great athlete. Young player, not as experienced as, as some other guys on the team. He's, I believe, 19 or 20. Um, shout, out to, shout out to Chris, uh, Chris Lehman, the coach he, and the uh, principal of SLA out there. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, if he's listening, if he's a Burning Bird fan. Um, I'm sure yeah. he will be after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Nate, Nate's been awesome. And another guy is uh, uh, Dustin Hankin, a recent uh, Westchester University graduate, does some pretty amazing things with the disc in his hands as well as um, on defense. He's just a phenomenal playmaker and just somebody who, who opens up a lot of options for the, for the team's defense. So yeah, a lot of exciting stuff going on. Really excited about the, the practices that we've had and, and, and the performance and the vibe of the team. Everybody's super excited. Um, definitely the current circumstances are, are unexpected and another hurdle for us to, to leap, but um, generally spirits are high and we're, we're really looking forward to getting into the season. What do you real quick? What what are your thoughts on the division realignment? Oh man, it's a big question. Got a lot of thoughts. Um, like I said, one, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Not like an only kid. Take your time. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, playing, we we've played the la- the same almost the same division for the last uh, five years. Almost, I think was the last time a team was added to our division in the east the old the old east um so it's really cool to be popped into a totally new division against new competition traveling to new places um you know we really enjoyed competing against uh rivals in the east and seeing the same faces and you know going up against new york and toronto and dc um but it's it's great to say okay now we've got tampa bay we're gonna be traveling to a whole new city and seeing a whole new set of competition and um uh, I guess I guess Pittsburgh is also a big one that everybody's excited for. We're really excited to be able to kind of match up directly against the the cross state rivals and and um, stoke stoke an existing rivalry that's been there for years among like uh, within the club scene of like you know Philly versus Pittsburgh. So that'll be really fun. All right, and. Uh... What, what about the, uh, the like the, the person that took over your role, the new general manager? I'm forgetting his name. He's doing um, somewhat of an okay job getting some uh, new 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 blood in here, and it looks like a little bit of a youth movement. Seriously, what kind of job has Jeff George been doing as the GM? <laughs> um, as a as a person who's they, you these were your shoes that he's filling now. I mean, you know, let's. Uh, it's one thing. It's one thing when you're sitting in the owner's box. It's another thing when you're getting your hands dirty at the GM position. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally true. Um, just doing a great job. Um, he's stepped into the role um, really confidently, and is you know working working closely with coaches and and just doing a great job overseeing the whole um, ultimate operation as we've referred to it. Um, so. Yeah, we've we've seen a lot of great players come in this year, um, and like I said, the uh, morale is super high, and the excitement for the team is there, um, and a lot of that speaks to the confidence that um, 
players feel in our team and in our organization. Um, and Jeff being in that role definitely helps with that confidence that they have. Every, every player on the team is more excited. Even the guys who have played with the team for, for years are more excited to be part of this team than, than ever before. Um, and so Jeff is new in that role, but I think that, like I said, his, his presence and, and just mostly in the way that he addresses players in the team, um, has, has really lended to, to breeding and, and, um, supporting that confidence. All right. Now, uh, I know that you weren't the, uh, largest fan of, uh, Concha Hawkins, a, 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 a stadium. I know that uh, the rainouts particularly bothered you, and uh, especially with the grass field. But it was uh, uh, there. There was some positives that the uh, that the stadium did bring. Um, now you're you've moved to your your what I would consider your dream site down there in South Philadelphia the, at the at South Philly Super Site. Uh, what is your thoughts on the new stadium, and what is your thoughts on the old stadium moving on from it? Mm. Yeah, we, we've definitely uh, found our dream home um, down in South Philly. Um, Conchahawken was great. It's, it was always great for us. Um, it's a, really a beautiful stadium in its own right. Um, old, you know, I think 1949, 1948, um, it was established stadium um, and has a very quaint feel to it, which was nice. And, and the grass field was also beautiful to play on. It's just a great, great setting there. Um, unfortunately, uh, they were very protective of that field. And as nice as the grass field was, it just it it created that logistical difficulty of if there's rain coming, uh, you know, our entire operational staff is like, you know, on their toes, ready for like a cancellation to come or some adjustment or delay. And when those things happen, it be, they become really difficult to navigate. Um, and and was even a, a it became a very expensive cost to our entire division when last year or two years ago we had to we had to cancel um montreal and two new york games which led to additional travel additional expenses for the for uh the phoenix and for the entire um division so just you know something that unfortunately was just untenable for us to be in a situation where um you know we were having two to three games a year affected by that, that by that grass field so that was the genesis for looking for a new home, um, but South Philly is a, just a fantastic location. Um, you know, super accessible to the Broad Street Line, um, to Route 76. Um, parking on site is fantastic, and it's got a beautiful view of Wells Fargo Center, Citizens Bank Park, and downtown Philly. It, it just really is a dream spot. Um, and, you know, we haven't had our first game there yet so we're i'm sure we're gonna be kind of learning in that space how to run our operation and how to run our best game day there but um so far it's just it's it's opened up a, a ton of doors for us it makes the sport a lot more accessible to communities that could not access the sport when we were way out in conchahawken um so really looking forward to our team growing there but then also having this be a platform on which the entire sport in the philadelphia area can grow Right by you know inviting city communities that have not been able to access Ultimate before, inviting them to see what the, the highest level of the sport looks like, um, and as an extension of that, our for our team has been working on other 
um, ways to partner with local community um, organizations and, and communities to, to teach the sport at, um, at a youth level in, in the city, which is something relatively new for, for a lot of those uh, communities. So, yeah, lots of positivity, um, lots of great things to be said about that new site. Um, and I'm excited that you're excited. Um, and, and there's been a really great feedback from everyone who's, who's heard about the change fans to, um, supporters and, and, you know, everyone's really excited about it. So we're looking forward to it. All right. Now, like, I guess, uh, getting to Shaggy's point again, earlier in the, in the uh, podcast, he was wondering who's, who's vying for that sixth and seventh starter position for the Phoenix. And uh, I was, I was kind of curious if there were any returning players that you were excited about. So maybe they go hand in hand or they, can you give us an inside scoop on maybe who has the, uh, who has the, the, the track for the, uh, for that sixth or seventh starter position or does it depend on offense and defense and uh, uh, who, or, or who would you go with? Jeez. Uh, are you are you talking about like a starting seven um, across the board on the team? Are you talking about offense in particular? Um, I I'm it was Shaggy's question. You should ask him. <laughs> Shag, what do you what do you what what is, what is your parameters on the question? I'm talking about offense. I think the defense has turnover, but we kind of mix and match the defense, you know, according to the matchup and what we're seeing game to game. But the offense. You want a little bit more consistency, and you're kind of trying to dictate the game through the offense. So, Mike, who do you see stepping into those last couple roles on the starting offensive line? Uh, yeah, it, honestly, it's hard. It's tough. Um, you know, when I'm, I'm a player, when I'm in that playing role, I try to just be a player and just focus on I'm doing my job and and – playing my best game and doing what the coaches are telling me to do. Um, so it's tough for me to like really assess who is going to fall into what places. I don't even really know what I'm going to be doing yet. I'm slated for offense, but um, you know, there's always like a little bit of chatter of about like, maybe I should be put on defense. So I'm, I'm somebody who's like, you know, just plug me in wherever you want me and I'll, I'll do the best I can do. Um, and I kind of feel the same way about my teammates where, you know, I'm just, looking at how talented the team is. And I'm like, you could put, you know, take your pick. You could plug in almost anybody anywhere. Um, I, I think an obvious standout for offense is, is going to be Alex, um, Alex Thorne. Um, he is definitely showing to be one of our most confident offensive players. Um, just moves the disc so easily and so um, well and has such a high IQ for the sport. You know, he's, he just knows where to be and when to be there. And then when he's got the disc in his hands, he's he's going to move it to the right place. Um, you know, whether that's a 60, 70 yard away deep shot or if it's hitting a breakthrough that's, um, you know, not easy for a lot of handlers to hit. He, he can he can put the disc almost anywhere he wants to on the field. And, and that's a great offensive tool. So we can definitely expect him to plug in. Um, into the offense, especially where um, Ethan Fortin has moved down to DC. I think maybe you guys have covered that in our last uh, in your last uh, episode. Um, so there's that spot being filled with with Alex Thorne, and, and you know we like that that uh, that trade there, if you will, because uh, Alex is a really talented player. Um, 
But as far as the rest of the lineup, it's going to be tough to say. And we, we've got so much time now, right? We've, we've just got more time for the team to play together and to figure out who's going to fill in where. Um, did you guys have any thoughts? I know you, you, you know the lineup pretty well yourselves. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say about, you know, who you guys are excited for. Well, I mean, Alex Thorne is definitely one that uh, that I'm I'm, in, I'm I'm interested in seeing as an as a former handler myself. I, I'm always partial to watching those guys go to work and uh, what kind of uh, throws. And I know that I played against his dad, uh, Henry, um, for a very long time, and uh, I know the whole family's got that that high IQ that you talk about. Um, so, watching that in general for me as as a as purely as an ultimate. Uh, former player um, is is uh, definitely something that I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to, and uh, I'm looking forward to like what a, a few of these younger players are going to do. I mean, like these like you, like you were talking about the Nate Nate Littles of the world, um, you know, and uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm looking forward to how they handle the uh, the pressure of the AUDL because there are pressure in these games when you're playing in front of these fans, as you know. I mean, there's uh, there's 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 things that, that, that there's outside influences that can affect uh, how you part how you how you play in a, in a particular game, and um, it's like that's something that you can only learn by doing, in my opinion. And uh, watching them grow will be uh, a, a lot of fun. But uh, you know, you know who I'm particularly interested in seeing back, Kenny Wells, and. <laughs> And and Mac Glazer, the old veterans, yeah. uh, the the grizzled vets. I want to see those guys come out there, and I want to see them make some noise on on the team. And uh, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for both of those guys to have like a lot of success this year. And uh, like you know, the, especially since I coached Kenny in particular, like what was it five years ago now? Um, that uh, that that he's still out there balling. Uh, ball on enough where he can make the Phoenix, especially on a year where they're at their most competitive that they've ever been. Uh, that that that's a testament to him and uh, and and his abilities. Oh yeah, Kenny Kenny is looking good at practice. He's right. he's still got it. I think he's been he's been referring to himself as an old man for at least the last like three or four years, and <laughs> okay. he's like now twenty eight or twenty nine. But wow. uh, he's, wow. he is <laughs> he's, he's, been, not, he's matured. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not. He is not looking old by any any uh, by any measure. He's he's playing phenomenally, and and as an athlete too. He's he's explosive. He's fast um, and he smart. Jump. So yes, yes, he can jump. He's yes. maybe five ten, five nine, but he is he is springy. Even when he's wearing like his his yellow smiley pajamas at practice, yes. uh, he can still jump out the building. How about you, Shag? How about me? What? <laughs> How are you, are you feeling at practice? You wanted this. You wanted this. You wanted this to be a Phoenix-centric podcast, and here we are, totally delving into everything Phoenix. We're nearing the end of the podcast here, and we're wondering, like, who you're most excited to see this year? Yeah, Shag, Shag has uh, been in a couple practices lately, so he's got a firsthand look at at how the squad is looking behind the scenes. My favorite player to watch at practice has been uh luke ryan i never really got to watch him play healthy except in like club championship games on tv because uh, he was always he's been hurt for like three years it seems like constantly um he 
is an extremely talented defender who would just casually and almost lazily, not the decision wasn't lazy, but the form, it looked almost as if he was lying on the couch, jack a hammer all the way across the field, which on an AUDL field is no small feat. So watching him do that at practice to wide open people, I mean, it's a hit every time, has been a lot of fun to watch. That's my answer to all these questions. All right. All right, do you have anything else for Mr. Arcata? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Mike, I was wondering, you know, we, you kind of set goals for uh, programs at the beginning of the year, and where do you guys see the Phoenix? Last year, Harvish and Steve and I, we felt like this was the year that the Phoenix had to make the playoffs. Like, that was the, with the benchmark that we set for you guys. Um, a lot of things have changed since last year, obviously. What, what's something that you guys think internally is a goal that you want to achieve? Yeah, I think, I think the playoff benchmark is definitely the, the clear goal um, for the entire team. And then also just, um, just a, a culture and a focus on winning. Um, that's not necessarily been in place um, for the team as as like clearly as it could be in in past seasons we've we've gone into games you know against new york against toronto against dc saying uh you know we want to perform in this way really well we want to we want to play our best game this and that and um it's clear that the goal this year is is not to say you know oh we want to do well or or we want to um you know hit our own personal benchmarks we we want to win games we want to win games for ourselves, for our fans, for our team. Um, and the intensity and the focus that is required for that is seen at practice, too. Um, you know, players are coming in with a, uh, a fiery level of intensity at practices. Um, I'm one of those players, and there's a lot of other players on the team that, that, that feed into that high level of energy. Um, not gonna lie, Mark Sands is a defensive player. I'm I'm on the offense. He he gave me like a like a shove at practice in between points the other day because we were getting into each other's faces a little bit, um, and and that's not out of animosity or 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 anything like that. It's it's just the level of competitiveness that we're bringing to practices and the level of in, intention our team has to win games. We're coming out there every time we get together, playing our hardest. And, and just being ready to take on every competitor in the Atlantic division. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the goal for us this year is to, is to play hard, play competitively and, and win. All right. Shag, you got your super stat of the week this week, or is, uh, am I catching you off guard? Yeah, I got a super stat of the week. Um, the Phoenix need to be in the top two of the division to make the playoffs. <laughs> because that's how the playoff format has changed. So our super stat number for the week is two. Top two. <laughs> well well played, Chag. Mike, thanks for joining us. I sure appreciate it. Um, another season of the Burning Bird is underway. Uh, hopefully the Phoenix and their season get back underway soon, and hopefully this virus gets contained and... Uh, and uh, and it goes away, and we can resume uh, resume normal life. Um, but until then, feel free to tune in to the Burning Burn. Uh, we're on Spotify, right, Shag? Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Anchor. 
We're probably on everywhere you could get your podcasts. Are you guys on MySpace? You are, we're in your space <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for Alexander Shanks, from <laughs> Mike Arcata, I'm Steve Liner. Thank you for joining us on The Burning Bird. <laughs>